Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. All right, about a year ago, I took a break from alcohol. And today I'm gonna share my story. Um, I'm not sharing it because it's a fun story to tell. Uh, This story is shameful. It is embarrassing. And it's also gross and disgusting. And you'll understand what I'm talking about as I get into the story. But the long and the short of it is I spent several years realizing slowly that alcohol was taking more than it was giving to my life. But it was so embedded in my life that I had no idea how to change that on a consistent basis or if I even wanted to, right? So this may not be alcohol for you, but it might be online shopping, might be um, an affair. It might be a friendship that you know isn't right, but you don't know how to move forward, okay? So if this is you in any of those scenarios, keep listening, okay? Today, I'm going to share the four reasons why this time, for some reason, it finally stuck. And after seven years of going back and forth, drinking, moderating, stopping, drinking again, the bad hangover, I'm never going to drink again, back to drinking a week or two later, I'm going to share the four reasons why this time it finally stuck. I'm also going to go through with you an exercise that I do with clients and myself to help not give in to cravings for alcohol. It's a super powerful tool. And you can use it for anything in your life that's holding you back, that you know you don't want, but you don't know how to cross that bridge. I'm also gonna share today the naked truth I've discovered about alcohol in my life. Five facts and how these facts, I call it my facts list, keep me from drinking. And it's different for everyone. I'm gonna tell you how to come up with yours. Today, you guys, I can tell you, I'm almost 400 days alcohol-free by the grace of God. I'm really proud of myself. And I'm going to share with you every dark, dirty, disgusting little way, every twist and turn in my story today. First, I want to celebrate some of my clients. So as you guys might know, I'm a writer. I'm a joy coach. You can find everything about me at shejustglows.com. I have over 400 posts there that are all about inspiring you and reminding you you're not alone in this journey. The alcohol journey, the motherhood journey, it's not all about how I don't drink alcohol. But what I do is I work with women who want to get unstuck in their lives right now. For some of them, not all of them, but for some of them, that involves changing their approach to alcohol. So I just had to share with you this thing that Kaylee told me in one of our calls lately. Uh, I'm sharing it with her permission. She said, I've realized I'm not in love with alcohol anymore. 
Before, I'd have a fling and it was fun, but I kept being reminded that alcohol is a toxic ex, no longer the love of my life. So even the flings aren't really fun anymore. It's really over. My heart is no longer with alcohol. Can you relate to that? So many of us want joy and purpose in our life as middle-aged women today, but we've gotten so caught up in all that life demands and our one outlet, we don't want to give that up. And my journey has been all about what I've gained from not drinking, not what I've given up. And I'll get into more of that as we go through. If you want any information on working with me, go to shejustglows.com. Okay, so this episode is for you if you've pondered what it would look like to have a life with less alcohol or with no alcohol. This episode is for you if you love drinking. I love drinking. Even though I haven't in over a year, I love drinking. So if you're there, listen in. This episode is also for you if you have a loved one who loves drinking and you just don't get it. Why can't they just have one or two? You don't get it. That's okay. I'm going to go through this and explain and explain how I finally got unstuck. The one other thing I want to mention before I dive into my story, I will never tell you that drinking is bad or that you're bad if you drink. That is not what this is about. This is never going to be a place where I shame anyone for their decisions in their own life, including a decision to drink. I am simply today sharing my story, and I think you might relate to it. Okay, you ready? All right. So there are so many reasons we think we don't want to drink, but then we keep going. And I have spent seven years researching this. (laughs) Let's call it field research. I've done a lot of field research on this topic, you guys. So many reasons we think we don't want to drink, but then we keep going. Number one, what will our friends think? What will happen if I don't drink with my drinking friends? Number two, will we be able to enjoy life? Those events that you need a few drinks to get through, what happens to those? Number three, Will I be able to make it through those work meetings where stuff gets done? And part of that is drinking. It's over cocktails. It's meeting after the meeting, right? It's where everyone loosens up and you connect and you're successful in your career. Part of that is those work meetings over a few drinks. What happens with those? Number four, how will I have fun? I deserve to have fun. I got a bunch of kids. It's a crazy world today. I just survived COVID. I've got to work from home. I've got all kinds of different scenarios happening. How am I supposed to have fun now? You're going to take away the one thing that I get to have fun? Number five, one that I always went back to, how will I fall asleep? Alcohol helps me calm down. I'm naturally a very busy mind. And alcohol helps me get to sleep. Well, I don't need to tell you. You already know alcohol really interrupts your sleep. It may help you pass out and start sleeping, but then your sleep through the night is totally interrupted. So we know this is just a myth, but it's valid. It's something that worries us when we think about a life without alcohol. 
The other reason we don't want to drink, but we keep going because if we stop, what does that mean? Here's the question. If I stop drinking, does that mean I was an alcoholic or that I am an alcoholic? Listen up, guys. I never use, I call it the A word. I never use the word alcoholic. I never use the word sober either. I hate those words. That's just me. To me, it's just a label so other people can put me in a category. And the labels are for so many of us what holds us back from trying this new beautiful life that I've uncovered and I'm going to share with you today. Don't let the labels stop you and other people's stupid words stop you. You know what my coach told me? Alcoholic isn't even a medical term. There's literally no way a doctor could say, well, you check all the boxes, you're officially an alcoholic. It doesn't exist as a medical term. So really the only way that you can confirm that you're an alcoholic is if you believe you are. So forget about the labels. Your life is yours to write. Have the courage to write the story of your own life. And you get to use whatever words that you want. You know what I say? I like to overdrink. And now I say I'm alcohol free because I am free. It's a freedom. In fact, that's the name of our private Facebook group if you're interested in more of a community around this. Women who are curious about their relationship with alcohol um, or just curious about mine. It's called She Just Glows Living Free. And you can find us on Facebook. It's totally free. Um, that's where we are. It's a private group. So all the reasons we don't stop drinking could literally be a whole other episode. But what I want to do is go into my story and then I'm going to share the difference between two chapters for me. Chapter one, how I thought for so long about taking a break from alcohol or stopping altogether. And you might be there. You might want to take a break from alcohol or stop altogether, but it's just not working. You've tried it, doesn't work. Maybe you're too afraid to try it. You don't know how to get there. Chapter two is, what made me actually go for it and say, that's it. That is it. Okay? Are you ready? I don't know if I am, but here we go. <laughs> As I mentioned, I love drinking. I am the girl who shows up to the party with the tequila bottle of everyone's favorite expensive tequila. I'm pouring the shots 30 minutes in. I am the center of the fun. I am the girl who comes to the kids' soccer game with a bottle of wine to share with everyone. And a few more, of course, because that's never going to be enough. I am the girl who packs the family's ice chest for a day on the boat and doesn't even remember to bring waters for the kids because I'm too enthralled with the White Claws, the Tito's, the mixers for the Tito's, the High Noons. And now there's so many other things that come in a can. It's just so unfair. I haven't even tried those like tequila drinks with mixers in a can. Genius stuff, guys. I'm the girl who believes everything can be made more fun with drinking. And who doesn't want to have fun? So if that's you, I literally don't even know anyone who loves drinking more than me. Okay? So if that's you... I see you. I've lived what you're going through right now. The thing about drinking is it's fun. It is fun. And I want to be fun. 
What is wrong with wanting to have fun? Nothing. Drinking is fun until it's not. Drinking isn't a problem until it is. Drinking's really fun that day on the boat. It's not very fun the next morning. When I'm feeling hungover, it's Monday morning. I have a bunch of kids to get out the door. I'm a mom of four children. Now it's not so fun. Now I'm feeling fever. Like, you know how you get all hot and clammy? My stomach feels sick. It's fun until it's not. Agree? Can we agree on that one? So I think for me, it started several years ago. Um, You know, when my kids were little, my two boys, my two oldest boys, when they were little, uh, I remember like at bath time, I would pour a glass of wine, you know, and I'd be like, cheers to me. The day's done. Go me. And I don't remember it being much more of an accessory, much more than an accessory to the night. It was never the focal point of the night. So I remember here and there, I would have wine at the end of the night. Maybe we'd have wine with dinner. I don't ever remember it being a focus. It just kind of slowly progressed. Fast forward to about seven years ago, I had three young and active boys by then. Um, As one of my old lady friends likes to say, you call them bold. Don't call them aggressive, call them bold. But those are, those are my kids. Like my kids are the ones where you're at the park when they're little and someone starts crying. I'm like, what did my kid do? You know, I mean, my kids are bold, very bold. And what comes with that is a lot of frayed nerves and a lot of white knuckling through every day because someone's always about to get hurt, fall, crash, break something, you name it. I have 400 plus posts on my site all about those days. I started writing when I had a toddler and a baby. So if you need encouragement in in that area of the trenches of motherhood, I have so much goodness on my site. So by the end of the day during those days, I just craved a punctuation mark that signified it was adult time. In fact, I was reading in an old journal um, a couple days ago. I randomly picked up this old journal I had. And I was talking about why and when I liked drinking. And I wrote down something you may relate to. I said, the reason I drink is I want a moment that's mine. I do. I want a moment that's mine. And so at the end of the day, I claimed a moment that was mine. And it started with one Tito's and soda. And then I realized that no one really notices if I pour more Tito's in my drink. No one really cares. My friend group at the time drank a lot, although I was for sure the ringleader in that group. But it was a culture of Friday afternoon play date. Who's bringing the jug of Tito's? It was fun until it wasn't. So eventually it kind of grew into anytime I wanted to have fun, I would be bringing alcohol. And so this grew into most events. I want to have fun everywhere, right? Friday night soccer, a boating day, beach days, vacation, a tough day with the kids. I want to have fun through a tough day with the kids. And when I have that cup in my hand, suddenly I'm a victor over this humdrum job of motherhood that is often so depleting and so invisible that I could sit with my drink at the end of the night and say, Good job, you. I see what you've done. And in a way, I felt like alcohol was telling me, I see what you've done. Good job. It kind of started growing into like a companion, right? 
So I soon realized I was drinking for like almost every emotion, right? So it's not just I'm having fun and I want to have more fun. It's if I'm sad, I knew alcohol would make me happy. If I was lonely, alcohol was there for me to keep me company. You know, another day your husband's working late, you were expecting him home at five, now it's going to be after the kids are in bed. Well, I'm lonely in my marriage right now. I'm going to drink tonight. If I was happy, alcohol made me happier. Until it didn't. If I was bored, alcohol entertained me. And so slowly and progressively and incrementally, I started realizing that I was drinking most days, right? So let's break it down. I would drink Thursday because it's date night. Of course, if we go out to a steakhouse, we go to Fleming's, my favorite restaurant, I'm going to have a really stiff martini with that steak. And I want some blue cheese in it too. Blue cheese olives. Absolutely. This ritual of date night always needed to include alcohol. What's the point of getting away from the kids with my husband if I can't unwind with alcohol? I would drink thir- uh, Friday because, well, duh, it's Friday. It's the start of the weekend. Maybe throw back a couple beers with my husband once he gets home from work. Watch the kids play in the backyard. Saturday you drink because if there's any day to drink, it's Saturday. Duh. It's the, the day of the weekend. It's not a school night. Start drinking early. Go to bed around six or seven. Sunday you drink because, well, tomorrow's Monday. It's my last hurrah. Let's have a couple, um, a couple, I mean, five, six white claws as we watch football with the family, right? And fun fact, I never scheduled my personal trainer appointment for Monday morning because I knew I wouldn't be 100%. And I didn't want her to see me like that. So then I'd struggle through Monday. I'd probably throw in a cauliflower pizza into the oven around 11 o'clock to like get over the sick feeling in my stomach. By the time I pick my kids up from school, I'm kind of back to neutral, kind of. I want to drink a lot of water that night. Tuesday, I'm feeling pretty good, maybe work out early. Wednesday, I'm feeling great. And by Thursday, I've forgotten why I wasn't drinking in the first place. So I'm right back to it. And before I know it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's four nights a week. Four nights out of seven a week is most nights. And that was my life. And I don't think it's in any way unique. You might drink this way too. So it grew really slowly. I didn't plan this. I didn't set out to have alcohol be something in my life that started to feel unright. And I'm just making up a word here. Yes, I do that in sessions a lot. Not right didn't sound like enough. So I'm going to say unright. It just didn't feel right. I felt out of alignment with who I really was. But I had this friend, this companion in my life who I didn't want to give up. I mean, there's no reason you would look at me and think that I overdrink. I'm just a mom, a regular mom in our world today, just like you, with a bunch of kids, husband who's busy, busy, beautiful life, very blessed life from the outside. You would never know that I was out of alignment in my soul when it came to the way that I drank. I mean, my parents didn't even drink when I was a kid. Literally was never in the house. But it just happened. And you may not have planned this either, but it's just happened. So now what? Well, as the years went on, life got more complicated. Friendships came and ended. Um, My three active boys became four children. We have a daughter who's four. She's our youngest. 
And my drinking just continued to just become a little bit more embedded in my life every day. By the end of 2020, wasn't that a great year? (laughs) You're like, oh, here we go. She's going to tell her COVID drinking story. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. COVID for us was fine. I mean, staying home really wasn't a big deal. I don't even remember drinking more. But by December, during Christmas break, myself and all four of our kids got COVID, right? So all of Christmas break, there it went. We're just laying around the house, feeling horrible. Okay, fine. The the kicker was my husband tested positive the day before I was supposed to send the children back to school. And you know the gut punch that is as a mom, right? My husband got it. The day before, I was supposed to send all my kids back to school after having them home for a month. So then, back then, it started the clock back to zero, and we had to stay home for 21 days when I know my kids were totally fine and needed to go back to school. So we're home all of January, and during that time, I even shared about it um, on on my social media, on She Just Glows, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I was like, look, we're gonna be home for 21 days, If I need to drink to get through every night and that's my reward as I watch the sunset, I'm going to do it. I deserve it. And so I gave myself permission to drink kind of whenever I wanted during those 21 days. I don't think I drank every day, but I gave myself the option to. So you can imagine by the end of January, I was feeling pretty low. Not just like gross, like my stomach probably felt so big low energy, low confidence, low mindset. You know, you can just feel it when you're in a funk. I was secretly so disappointed in myself. Okay, so fast forward to March, about two months after that. This is the part where the story gets gross, embarrassing, shameful. Here's what happened. Uh, We were at our hunting property with another family, our friends. Our hunting property is about three hours away from where we live here in Florida. Um, It's 84 acres of beautiful pines and woods and just a gorgeous place. Um, Now we have a little tiny house there. But back then we didn't have that. We just would rent an RV to go up for the weekend. So we had an RV and our friends had an RV. So... Something happened that afternoon that was upsetting. Um, And I didn't plan to drink as much as I did, but I did. I was feeling after that thing that happened, um, sad. I was feeling really awkward. I was feeling hurt. I was feeling confused. And I was feeling betrayed. And so who wants to feel that way? So I knew subconsciously the one thing that would make me feel better was very simple. Just go into the RV and pour some Tito's. And so that's what I did. I don't remember going to bed. But let me paint the picture for you when I woke up the next morning. First of all, we were doing what's called dry camping. Do you know what that is? Dry camping is... There's no hookup. When you go to the bathroom and the toilet, it just goes down into the box below. So after three days of six people taking dumps in our bathroom, 
The whole thing smelled like poop. It was disgusting. It's also muddy and dirty. And I have three boys. Ten, eight, six. It was just disgusting and dirty, right? So I wake up in this poop box. I'm laying in the bed thinking, what happened last night? What did I do? What did I say? I kind of do that frantic rewind. And it was one of those hangovers. It was like the hangovers of all hangovers. Like you've probably had like, you know, at least five in your life. Tylenol is not going to fix this one, guys. Coffee? No. There's literally nothing that can make me feel better physically, but just laying there. And it was miserable. I laid in there for two hours. Now keep in mind, this was Sunday. It was our day we were going to be leaving. So on top of knowing that I could barely move because I was so hungover in this RV that smelled like S, I know I also have to pack up our whole family and drive home at some point today. So I've got the dread. I've got the shame. And right in that moment, I'm like, oh, I'm about to throw up. So I lunge toward the disgusting toilet in our RV bathroom. And let me tell you, looking at that thing made it really easy to throw up. I threw up. And then I look through the crack in the door, which was open, blocking me from the kitchen area of the RV. And I saw one of my kids. I don't think he thought much of it, but I sure as hell did. I felt so low that I had let this thing that isn't supposed to be a thing take over to the point that I was unable to mother and do anything that morning besides lay in a disgusting RV bed and throw up in front of my child. I felt so low. And I'd felt that way many times in a hungover morning. I think I'd thrown up in front of my kids before at, at home once. I felt so low because I knew that this was not acceptable. I knew it's not who I am. It's not. And if you're feeling that way, it's true. It's not who you are. It's the alcohol. It's not you. So that morning, I was so disgusted with myself and so done. I just said, I am done with this life. I am so done with this life. I wrote in my journal that day, as I dizzily packed up the RV, stopping to lay down when I felt a nauseating wave of sickness come over me periodically, I looked at the two-thirds full jug of Tito's. I didn't want to bring it home. I didn't want to pack it. I didn't want to touch it. And so I opened it up. And I poured it all down the drain. I realized alcohol had taken over my lifestyle. And now I wrote, I am taking it back. I'd never thrown alcohol down the drain before. 
I mean, I'm a frugal woman. That's a waste of money, right? Someone's going to enjoy that. No, I had reached my limit of this poison being in my life and ruining so many mornings for me. And there had been many times I'd had a really bad hangover and said, I'm never drinking again. And maybe you have too. And then somehow alcohol would weasel its way back into my life. But this time I vowed. This time will be different. So here's how it finally stuck. And I finally knew I was done. And when I say done, I mean I was ready to take a pause. I still will not tell you I'll never drink again, but I will tell you I know my life is better today without alcohol, and that's the truth I'm living in today. So I knew I was done at least for a long time. The first way that I knew I was done and how it finally stuck, I just said, I'm never going to feel this sick from alcohol again. I literally just kept saying over and over in my head, I am done with this. In my lowest moment, I took a selfie. I haven't shared it. I don't know if I will. To be honest with you, I look pretty good for feeling like death. I'm like, how do I look like this? My face had no color in it, you know. But in your lowest moment, if you really want to move on from this thing, whether it's a toxic friendship or relationship, whether it's another thing that's taking more than it's giving to your life, alcohol, shopping, um, all kinds of things. In your lowest moment, decide. I am done with this life. The second reason I think it really stuck, in my lowest moment that morning, I reached out. It was different this time. It wasn't just my little secret or what I would tell my husband or my inner circle. I did it again. I'm so mad at myself. And I'd cry through a Marco Polo or a conversation with them, feeling shameful. I'd done it many times. No, this time I reached out to someone else outside my circle of trust. I emailed a coach I'd been following and communicating with here and there. I emailed her on the drive home. And my email went something like this. I did it again. I'm tired of doing this to myself over and over, and I'd like to sign up. And if that's you, you know how to find me. I got a coach in my lowest moment because guess what? If I had waited until the next day, I might not have done it. And a lot of people have hangups with getting a coach because getting a coach means you're not disciplined. That's a myth. Getting a coach means you need accountability and you need to pay someone for that accountability. What if getting a coach just means that you have someone who shares your common goal with little outside connection to your life and is objective and knows how to help people through getting unstuck from this cycle? Getting a coach is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's a sign of knowing that you need something that you can reach out and ask for. The third way I knew it had finally stuck or I hoped it would finally stick, I didn't know anything. I didn't know a thing. All I knew was today I won't drink. I couldn't make any promise besides that, outside of that. And I still won't make you any promise outside of today. But the third reason that I really knew it was time to make this change was very cerebral. So, so listen to this one. 
I realized that if I continued living life with the rules I had in play for myself regarding alcohol, the guarantee was this would continue to happen over and over and over. I could go back to that night and say, well, it was, it was stressful. It was sad. It was traumatic. Of course you're going to drink. This doesn't happen that often. You're camping with children too. I mean, if there's any time to drink a lot, it's definitely when you're camping with children, right? So I had all these justifications where in my boundary set with alcohol, which was pretty weak, let's be honest, but within my rule set for myself, if I was feeling really upset, it was okay to go a little wild. The guarantee is I knew I would feel like junk the next morning. And so I realized that if I didn't change the guardrails along my path with alcohol, I would keep falling off this cliff into a hangover over and over and over. You know, our culture is really good at justifying over drinking. You know, you may go out with friends and then the next morning the text thread is popping because everyone's talking about how crappy they feel and you're kind of bonding through that. I love that, by the way. I love it. But I realized that if I continued living with this set of rules that I had in play for myself, which was try to moderate, but if you can't, it's okay. If you can justify and argue away why it's okay that you overdrank at the camping site, go with it. I realized that since I could justify what happened in the RV, this was a sign that my rules weren't working for me because I don't want to feel this way every morning or every week or every month, whatever. If I keep waiting to take a break from alcohol, I already know what'll happen. I'll be back here again. So realize that maybe the rules and the guidelines that you have in play for yourself aren't serving you because they're allowing these gross mornings and this shame blanket to cover you again. And you don't want to be covered by the shame blanket. It's not cold outside. It's hot. You don't want a blanket of shame over you, right? The fourth powerful way that I walked into making this a longer commitment and not just slinking back into alcohol at the next social gathering the next weekend I reimagined my entire life without alcohol. So my whole three-hour drive home from our hunting property that day, I'm thinking through everything I'm going to be doing without alcohol. Trips, friendships. And you sort of start to evaluate the cost, right? What's the cost of not drinking? Would I not be invited out? all those fears that I mentioned at the top of the episode. But I visualized my life without alcohol over and over and in vivid detail. And I realized that what I was potentially giving up was nothing compared to the beauty and color that my life would be without this thing. In fact, I had a trip coming up with some girlfriends. I knew right away. It was about three weeks later. And we were talking about taking a trip. We took a private plane to a private island in the Bahamas, like a real housewives type trip. Like I was like, I'm going on this trip, but I'm not drinking. How is that going to work? We were staying at my friend's dad's beautiful mansion where you literally don't touch your bag because there is a house staff. 
It was wild. It was also a group of friends I didn't really know very well, but I wanted to get to know better. How was I going to do that if I wasn't drinking? I wasn't sure I'd be much fun. And they wanted Janie because Janie's fun, right? Listen, the fun that you bring to a social event is you. It's not the alcohol. Yes, alcohol loosens us up and there is that effect on it, bringing out a vivacious side of us. But that's not the reason you're invited. And if it is the reason you're invited, and this could be a whole other episode because social events and alcohol go hand in hand. So it's terrifying for many of us to think about going to these same places with these same people without a drink in our hand. And if you want an episode about that, comment below, DM me, let me know. I'll do a whole episode about that. I decided though that if I keep bending when alcohol comes into my life, it's just It's just not working. It's just not working. So I decided I would go on this trip, but I wouldn't drink. I sat and thought about every detail of that trip for weeks before. Getting on the private plane, what would I drink instead? I ended up bringing like a mini Xanax pill in case I needed it. I didn't. How I would get there. How would I feel when I got to my room? And that's always when you want to crack something. It's vacation. You're here. You put your bags down. Time to change into your swimsuit and grab a drink. How would I feel in the evenings if they were staying out late and I didn't want to because I was tired because I'm not drinking? I went through every detail of the trip. And I didn't drink. And it was a really fun trip. The trip felt like a reward for not drinking, not a punishment. Don't you want a reward? A trip that's actually a vacation? You know, vacations usually for me are overdrink, recover. Overdrink, recover. Hop on the plane home with a stomach ache, a headache, and needing a vacation from your vacation. But without alcohol, here's a little secret that I never knew. It's actually a vacation. You nap, you rest, you read, you go home feeling on fire. Not like you want to die. (laughs) And you're not really giving up that much. Yeah, you're giving up that first 30 minutes of a buzz. After that, it's all downhill. You're not giving up that much to have a truly restful and relaxing vacation. I'm working with clients right now who have trips coming up, work trips, vacations, and we chart out every detail. By the time they show up, they're totally ready. They've gone through every scenario. We've gone through every scenario. And if you need support with that, you know where to find me. All right, this episode, I knew it would be long. It's getting a little long. So I'm going to continue this next week. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. 
Go to SheJustGlows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.